tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, guys. Yes, murder is the case at hand, and we are your detective squad here at AfterBuzz TV, talking Grace Point. We're going to get to the bottom of this, we're going to find out who killed Danny, where has Tommy gone, all these things and more will be discussed tonight. Guys, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Joining me are my fantastic crime investigative team. To my left, Kelly McInerney. What's up? Hi guys, Adrian, Adrian Snow. Snow. Hey everyone, Anastasia Waller. I gave up trying to pronounce Anastasia. You just did it Waller's perfectly. Yes. <laughs> See, when I stop trying, I get it. Yes. Um. Anyway, let's uh, let's dive in. We're talking about Grace Point episode six, epi- seven. titled oh, seven. Sorry, yeah, it's very seven. late at night here. <laughs> uh, episode seven, entitled episode seven. They get very creative with their time. <laughs> yeah. um, so we open up with just a quick reminder. Poor old Jack. Poor old Jack dead. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was um, an interesting funeral that Pastor Paul gave, or Priest Paul. Yeah. He was reprimanding the town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we opened up on, uh, before we get into our suspect list, I want to talk, we opened up on the innocent newspaper headline of Jack's photo. Like, mm-hmm. If only that had been the paper that he saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just shows how, f- like, fickle kind of reporting is, you know? Mm-hmm. And just how skeevy kind of it is. Like, oh, no, he's innocent. He killed himself. Not not the guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> to, to say that this show does not like journalists is to yeah. put it mildly. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like the whole town should have been kind of ashamed of themselves, though. I mean, yeah, they kind of... It wasn't just the journalists that kind of inspired Jack to uh, commit suicide. A lot of the people that were showing up at his funeral were people who... Oh, yeah. It's a know, bandwagon type of town, for yeah. sure. Yeah. The the newspaper was just the last straw, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. no, and I think that they were ashamed, after, especially after uh, the pastor's, or the reverend, whatever he is, yeah. after Paul's <laughs> speech... I didn't feel like they were. I wish that was one thing I would have liked to have seen is like more shots of people looking ashamed. Mm-hmm. Vince definitely did not look ashamed in the funeral. No. I was actually surprised that he was there because I still think he's the one that broke in and. Um, oh yeah, I place. think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well. Let's let's talk about that for for a moment um, because I had my little graffiti suspect list. Like who's we have a, we have like multiple suspect lists that we have to build now because there's three big crimes going on, uh, two possibly three people are dead. Um, so let's go with graffiti suspect. Vince has to be the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very violent uh, towards Jack. He clearly thought that this guy had done things wrong. Um, could it also have been? Uh, I th- I thought about um what's his name um the Pearson? boyfriend 
Oh, oh yeah. I forget. Chloe's boyfriend. Chloe's boyfriend. Is it Dean? Yes. Yes, yes it Dean. was. Thank yeah. you. Good job. Yes. Dean, because he sort of got worked up towards like hating this guy. Mm-hmm. Like thinking that he had been did something inappropriate had been done to him. He's touched on the back. Like, mm-hmm. The back, like, three times. Not, like, on the, the lower back. Mm-hmm. Just said on his back. I don't think we're ever going to find out who did the graffiti thing, though. Yeah. I think they, they briefly mentioned it tonight just as a way to kind of say, well, maybe we could, you know, use that as a way to kind of keep money in uh, for the investigation. But I think more so they're probably going to just focus on the the big turn that happened this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's fair. I also thought, just real quick, I thought, like, possibly Tommy or Mark are my, mm. like, lower-level, like, curveball suspects. Yeah. Hmm. Although, I guess it couldn't have been Tommy, because they showed an adult person. Yeah. And it probably wasn't that. Mark, because he already knew. Didn't he already know by then? That That's why it's yeah, a curveball yeah. suspect. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. The fake-out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, we're pro- you're right, we're probably not going to get mm-hmm. that wrapped up but there's a little bit of mystery there maybe in like the final episode when they fight like they do the like super villain walkthrough of the crime <laughs> somebody will confess to it or something um but let's get into uh before again before the suspect list because there's this episode was really full of story and like backstory especially for carver mm-hmm. um let's talk about his storyline because we open up on the other newspaper headline big one is this the worst cop in California? How would you like to start your work day with a newspaper headline saying, is this the worst man at his job in the state? Hey, it's not the first time I feel like that he's been called that because of the previous... Yeah, well, that's... I'm assuming. Yeah, I think that's why they're loop, like lumping it in. Mm-hmm. It's like, is he the worst? Like, And he didn't really seem phased by it. He seems yeah. like the type of guy that's used to catching flack, so mm-hmm. yeah. he's just continued on with his job. It's definitely a rough way to... to a rough thing to see mm-hmm. somebody say to you. Especially but, when he's trying to regain his reputation from whatever happened in Rosemont. Yeah. Yeah. And I... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I think it, I do think it kind of affects him. Um, and just in terms of the fact that even Miller came later and said, okay, no more newspapers. We're doing a newspaper ban. And and also when he meets with his boss later and he's he asks him, you know, asks uh, Carver to remove himself from the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think any type of talking down, you know, especially if it keeps happening and you feel like everyone hates you or dislikes you that over time that would um affect you so i mean he's a tough guy but he's he's not a robot mm-hmm. you know i would also think it would worry him that it might affect his ability to follow through with the case mm-hmm. because it's gonna make people resistant to helping him if they're like you're terrible at your job why should <laughs> i give you any new information yeah um they're not if they think he's really good if they think he's on his point then they're gonna come to him with those little things that a crime that a, that a case like this needs to find finally reach the the answer mm-hmm. yeah. um but his other, then we get more and more of Carver because his daughter finally showed up, mm-hmm. who we just found out about. And now she's in town. What did you guys think of uh, Julianne's storyline? There wasn't much to it. I don't know. I feel like she, I get, I wanted to see more of her, but 
I think that I guess yeah. that's the point. Like he's t- always too busy to see her, mm-hmm. um, and she's so used to it that you know. I really didn't want to see more of her because <laughs> I it didn't feel like she was used to it in terms of she just wasn't showed no empathy. Yeah, I know it's hard when you have a, a parent in that type of position and they're not around. Um, but just to show up out of the blue randomly one day and he's kind of trying to explain to you that this is kind of a, a rough day for him to, mm-hmm. you know, to be a father. Uh, and then to give him, you know, stuff. Flack. For flack. It, yeah. There we go. I was like, don't <laughs> say a curse word. Uh, <laughs> flack for, for trying to help find a missing child and saying that you're always looking out for other children outside of your own. Yeah. That's just go somewhere. Like, I just please. wanted to find out more about his illness. And I yeah. feel like and we she did. would have fleshed it out more. That's mm-hmm. why. Yeah. But I think that's kind of what her purpose was for this yeah. episode. She did, we did find that it was heart related. Mm-hmm. I was, well, I wrote like maybe like heart arrhythmia yeah. or something. Yeah. So, cause I think for a lot of people, they didn't even know that it was heart related. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, I hope she comes back because, um, like you guys said, to reveal more of his backstory and his health illness. I feel like she will be back, hopefully, maybe even if it's a small part, mm-hmm. because she left so abruptly. So I do hope we see her at least one more time. Because yeah. who knows what's going to happen to Carver at the end of the episode, <laughs> at the end of the series. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like how she exited. Yeah. Uh, like, she shows up, she with no warning. Like, mm-hmm. yes, he called her. Mm-hmm. But, like, you didn't say, come tomorrow, yeah. I'll be free from two to four. It was like, this guy's in the middle of a huge murder investigation. Mm-hmm. And then, not to mention, like, the whole situation with Tommy in this episode, but she just shows up out of the blue and expects him to drop everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if he had a regular job, not, like, dealing with child murder and all that, mm-hmm. he might just have not be able to leave work. Yeah, Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people just can't leave their job in the middle of the day, no matter who shows up. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was like a week ago. You yeah. Know? yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. I thought it, it was. That's what phones are for, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just, just send a text. I'm yeah, on my we, way. We know you have a smartphone, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Call him up. Uh, let him know. Send him a text. Just yeah. be like, Dad, I'm coming into town. Yeah. Send him a Snapchat on the bus. Hey. But also just the, to leave without telling him and then get on a bus. Like, yeah. He obviously was dealing with an insane situation. And to leave, like, the change that he gave her for the snacks on the table. It's just very passive-aggressive, yeah. and I just can't stand that, especially in children. <laughs> so it's like, please don't be that way. Just go somewhere. Um, but so let's jump into our the real meat of this episode, which mm-hmm. is Tommy's disappearance. Um, craziness. Tommy is three blocks away from his school, so clearly he doesn't intentionally... He intentionally doesn't go to school. I think it's safe to say. Mm-hmm. He skips out. Where do you guys think he was going? Well, from what we could determine, he was attempting to leave town. He was going towards another town, mm-hmm. which happened to be in the direction of where Lars Pearson was staying. But I don't think he was actually going to see Lars Pearson. Um Whatever he needed to do, it involved somebody or something that was outside of the town. That's what I thought. Maybe a hiding place, like where he keeps. Yeah. Oh, Danny's that's a good phone. idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe he was meeting up with Dean, and he jumped on the back of his motorcycle somewhere. <laughs> Since Dean likes to pick up 
kids. Victim Danny. Well, yeah. after they, the, the, like, this whole search party gets together and all that, we found his bike. That was, like, the big ending of the episode. We yeah. find his bike in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I feel like he like rode it until like it was like all right I can't ride this bike anymore mm-hmm. I have to ditch it and I'll get come back for it on my way yeah. out mm-hmm. um, altered it he gets kidnapped and the bike gets left behind yeah. yeah the way the bike was it looked we like it wasn't like placed there I feel like but it's I don't know I, that could have just been for dramatic effect yeah it mm-hmm. easily I think. You're right. It wasn't like it was like parked per se, but yeah. it easily locked to yeah. the tree. <laughs> but it easily he could have easily just left it down there. It was like sort of in a ditch of sorts, yeah. so like it would have been harder to see, not get stolen. Mm-hmm. It looked stashed and kind of hidden away. Not like I could see if they found it on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. That looks like an abduction. Looks like somebody just yeah. stopped, snatched them, and ran. But it it looked like he was trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it looked fine. It didn't look like anyone scuffed up the bike yeah. or anything. Um, I like the idea, whoever said it, about that he would, um, he's going to, like, find a stash or something. Yeah, like, yeah. they built, like, a a tree house mm-hmm. in the the woods or something, and mm-hmm. now he's going to a secret clubhouse. No girls allowed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems, it just, he has a lot of secrets, and how he was acting the whole episode, it, it was very suspicious. Um, and he got really defensive at the, yeah. um, the inn. Remember when uh, mm-hmm. Carver was interviewing him? Or I, actually, when his mom when was his questioning mom. him on how he was doing, he got really defensive. Yeah, he well, seemed pretty indifferent about mm-hmm. um, Jack dying. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tommy, correct me if I'm wrong. He wasn't in the Marine Club, I'm not or maybe sure. he was like early, early on mm-hmm. when like everybody did it. But then he fell off, and Danny kept going. Yeah, but he still just had this kind of weird indifference. He's been disconnected the yeah. whole time, I feel mm-hmm. like. It's weird. Um, and this episode is the big different one from Broadchurch. He doesn't disappear in Broadchurch. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so that's a big shift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In uh. Broadchurch, he says, I don't, this is not really, I don't think, a big deal. Um, th- cover your ears if you want to avoid it. But <laughs> he fights with his mom at the th- at the funeral and he's like, we're not even best friends, me and... Me and um, Danny. Danny. But he doesn't disappear. Mm. Um, Interesting. Okay. That felt kind so, of implied this episode. Yeah. Just like when she was like, I know the whole thing with Danny. I felt like at one point he was going to say, you know, we're not even really that close. I don't know why didn't. they didn't. Well, I he feel said, like it would have been perfect mm, for that. Yeah. And he said to his mom, you don't even know me anymore. So maybe that was kind of an indicator that you don't know me because Danny and I really weren't even that close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um. yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's a it's a tough situation. If he is close, then uh, your friend dying is more than enough to set you into like a sort of neutral depression state where you don't seem to be reacting, where you sort of short you have a short fuse, mm-hmm. um, and people keep asking him if he's okay, and he just wants him to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would. I would think that if in the first episode he hadn't straight up shown that he was doing some really shady stuff when yeah. he cleared his phone from yeah. all the calls from Danny or whatever. Yeah, he's definitely so, hiding something. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's hiding something. And hopefully we'll get to find out what it is mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Do you guys think that he was abducted? Like, get like bottom line? No. No. Mm-hmm. Not as of yet. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. He might have been attempting to run away and then got abducted. I don't know. They brought back the Ray- Raymond for that 
with the, the psychic yeah. silliness. Yeah. And, we'll, and we'll get into Raymond. Yeah. So that uh, kind of that's that's kind of affecting like what I think happened, yeah. even though I don't want it to. So I'm, I'm not sure with Tommy what's going on yet. Mm-hmm. Anastasia, no, I don't think he got abducted. I think that he was running away somewhere. Maybe like you guys said after the fact, but I don't think he's been abducted. Uh, yeah, I think whatever. Whenever we find him, he's going to. We're going to get some kind of answer towards why they would have the hiker's phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what his connection to these people... Well, look, well, because let's get into the hiker. Because he gives he gives us an explanation. Mm-hmm. But can we trust it? So we got the hiker. They find him. Finally, he came home. Um, they arrest him, give him a cheeseburger. Um, which was like a weird little moment. But I mean, you feed the guy, like, people are cooperative when you feed them. That's why mm-hmm. you see on a lot of, like, uh, law and orders, they, like, leave donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I, you think he's lying about what he said? Like, what, that's the, how he gave the number to Danny? Yeah, so eventually they break him down because they, let, let, let's figure out where we are there. So at this point, when we get to that statement, we know that he was carrying guns. He's uh, prescribed anti-psychotics. But he's not taking them. But he's not taking them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a hitchhiker who just, like, travels around doing who who knows what. And he's ex-military. Yeah, he yes. was stationed in Hungary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not in an active war zone, but that doesn't mean that he hasn't seen... That wasn't an active war zone. It doesn't mean that he hasn't seen combat, and he does imply that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, he implies that he has PTSD, mm-hmm. um, that he's seen people die, or has had people tell him about people he knows who had died, um, mm-hmm. enough that he recognizes the look on people's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when he gives us his his version of talking to Danny. He doesn't recognize Tommy. Except that he keeps saying he's a good-looking boy. That was so weird. It's <laughs> yeah. a creepy, creepy. I mean, thing he's to a say. blondish guy himself. Maybe he's like, oh, he looks like me when I was younger. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like he's telling the truth. I feel like he's been through a lot. You know, mm. he seems like he's a little bit of a Lucy. You know. Yeah, he looks a little too crazy to come up with a random lie, especially the whole story about Budapest. So I think he was telling the truth. Especially how he f- was affected by, like, oh, no, he's this is the guy, this is the kid that died. Like, you could tell he was affected by, oh, did he die? Like, he's the one that died? Right. You could tell that he didn't really have, um, at least he didn't wasn't the cause of the death, I don't think. Yeah. Right. Because he could have just said no and denied it, that he didn't yeah. see him and have a suspicious yeah. look. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he even offered that explanation and was honest that he did talk to him and said exactly what their exchange was, I I took that for the truth. Yeah. But, uh, sorry, Adrian. Well, you, had uh, you know, he's, he's extremely perceptive uh, in terms of, like, noticing people's feelings and everything and being able to read the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never suspected that he had anything to do with Danny's murder from the get-go. Just because uh, it doesn't seem like... He seems like he has memory problems due to PTSD and he's unstable. And it doesn't really... from It doesn't seem like he would want to harm a stranger. You mm-hmm. know, it, it yeah. doesn't seem like that's something Especially that... Especially a child. Yeah. yeah. So I never really got that feeling. Yeah, um, but the the one question that I'll throw out there 
This is a guy who clearly is mentally unstable. He's not on his medication. Could he have, un, like, at this point, maybe unknowingly been involved with Danny's murder? Could Danny have called him for help late that night, um, wanting to talk, wanting to do talk about whatever? This guy goes, winds up at that, uh, the, the point, uh, little, uh, mm-hmm. overlook house mm-hmm. thing where we you know that Mark was there that night. Um, what, like, I guess it would depend on how severe his, uh, disorder is. Mm-hmm. Um, if he could have just lost that memory. I think if anything, he's probably a witness to something because that would explain why Tommy felt the need to track him down earlier. Um, when they were first mentioning, you know, finding the number and looking him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he might have been a witness to something and they, or I don't know, I keep thinking of, of the murderer being plural, but so they are aware that he might be a problem because he witnessed something, but I don't think he actually played in the murder. Okay. I think that's good. And like, maybe he doesn't even think what he saw at like to, to that point. He's like, he thinks he just imagined it. Yeah. Doesn't know what he saw. Um, or it was just, it was such a shock to his system that he blocked it out. Mm-hmm. Is it weird though, that he asked uh detective Carver if he was dead, if the, if Danny was dead or is that, do you think that's something someone would normally ask if they saw a picture? Because I feel like I would say, oh, are they missing or something like that? But is that, did that trigger anybody when he asked, is he dead? I liked his explanation yeah. of yeah. why he was okay. asking. I thought that was actually a really well written exchange because the idea that a soldier has gotten that speech, he's heard that, like, your friend is dead. Mm-hmm. This person you know is dead. Mm-hmm. He's seen it before, and he probably remembers it so vividly, yeah. even in this altered state, that he re- he knows the, what the the facial tics are. Especially if he's yeah. an intelligent guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was very perceptive of notice noticing that you know Carver was stressed, but Miller was traumatized, and and that there's a shift when you know people know someone's dead. It's just like. I don't know, when, like when my grandmother died and my mother called me, you could feel like how she was speaking to me. There was a shift. It wasn't like, your grandmother is sick and we're still worried about her. It mm-hmm. was like a finality to the tone. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I, I could see him picking up on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So so that's where we are with the hiker. Mm-hmm. I think we can maybe not keep him on the suspect list, but keep him, we'll keep him on the person of interest list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince... Is got to be still at most most people's the high point of their list of right now, especially after some really creepy moments in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we started like we opened on him closing a freezer with very injured hands, bloody like, hands. Blood on his hands. Yeah, is oh is that why his hands were so stiff? I mm-hmm. assumed that they were. No, he had blood all over his hands and then blood on his face too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says he was hunting. Mm-hmm. We didn't see what he killed. Mm-hmm. Could he have accidentally shot Tommy or something? Oh, when you're talking about his fingers, I think his fingers were like that because he was trying not to touch anything. So he had them stiff, but he was using his yeah. body yeah. to not... I think you're right. No fingerprints mm-hmm. type yeah. of stuff. You're right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought for... that. I, my <laughs> initial thought was like, oh, he's his hands hurt. So he can't move them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> Um, but so, uh, what do you guys think of that? Like, was he actually hunting? Could he have 
like if Tommy's running around in the woods and he's out hunting and he just sh- shoots wrong it's happened before happened to Dick Cheney one time <laughs> I feel like it's too easy that he's the bad guy yeah like we're they're really painting a picture for him to be like the bad guy with like choking Susan and the blood and his looks every time yeah. he's looking around mm-hmm. seeing who's when he's locking the shed who's mm-hmm. looking who's around and yeah. his uh, mom saying you're in trouble it's just too easy you yeah. know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like he is hiding something maybe he's not hunting maybe he's or maybe he is hunting but like bald eagles or something you know <laughs> like something mm-hmm. something bet you shouldn't hunt um yeah I don't think he's the killer though yeah, I mean, he's not a good guy. Um, I will say, I think he ties more back to the $500 that they find in Danny's apart- or bedroom. And I also, he's dangerous, but I don't think he's the suspect for, I don't think he's the only suspect for Danny's murder. Mm-hmm. He might have something to do with it. Um, he might have put Danny in a situation that ended up in his murder, but I don't think he did it. However, I, that doesn't mean I don't think he's not a murderer. I don't know. I was kind of thinking there might be more than one murder going on in this town or outside of the town because it was just like a lot of stuff going on and with Vince and then with Susan and like the kind of shadiness that they have. Mm-hmm. And then he was try- he brought her money to try her to pay her off. That yeah. was weird too. Yeah. And she obviously has something on him, so I really want to know what what is she holding over him? You know, what could it possibly be? Um we floated the idea that she's like his birth mother if he was adopted. Not yep. that we have anything to suggest he's yeah. adopted, but mm-hmm. that was kind of implied tonight as well mm-hmm. when she um he said stop visiting my mother and she went, "Mother?" And she's like, "Well, I guess her losing her memory is a benefit in, to certain things." So, mm-hmm. there but he is wants her to, there. yeah, and he wants Susan to l- leave town. So mm-hmm. he said everything was good before you got here. So and and also he doesn't make that much money. Is always asking Mark for a raise. So for him to be willing to pay to give her a huge stack of cash yeah, to leave, it's like something big. Yeah, and he's the one asking for a promotion. So there's a, I think there's just a, a darker history to him that that will kind of be brought to light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it, I'm very interested to see what it is because, mm-hmm. like, without knowing, you have to assume he's somehow involved in the murder. Mm-hmm. If not, the actual killer is somehow either covering up the killer or who knows what. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's talk about Susan for for a minute. Then she brings these brownies over. Mm-hmm. Were there some? Do you think there was something actually lacing the brownies? No. no. Yeah. If she's his mother, which I kind of feel like she is. Um, she brought maybe she I brought just him. Think she was trying to be nice. It's California. Maybe yeah. she brought him some magic brownies. You know, that would be a very nice thing to do. <laughs> that would be a very nice thing. <laughs> um, but the, then she gets choked. She's trying to reason with him, but mm-hmm. like, God, is she creepy? Mm-hmm. And not just because of the rape thing. Overall, she's just a creepy woman. Yeah. And that's kind of why I also am like, she's probably his mom, because he's kind of a creepy guy. So. And the Genetics. fact that she wouldn't just go tell on him. So she's protecting him in a way, because if she has something on him and he's threatening her, choking her, she could easily just go tell someone. But you're right, either it's the mother or they're in on something together where she's not going to tell whatever it is that he's doing. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, there's more to be told with her story, and I think we will get it soon. All Mm -hmm. we need is some reason for them to break into her trailer and find the skateboard that we've known about since, like, episode two. Didn't, in um, when they were at the inn for the wake for Jack, didn't the journalist ask Ellie if they were looking more into the threat? Was that what she was talking about, or was it something different? Um, Yeah, yeah, when they were at the funeral. And Ellie brushed uh, it off. Yeah, she... uh, Ellie like passed it along mm-hmm. to Frank and Frank mm-hmm. was didn't find anything yeah. um so she was a little put off that Ellie didn't, didn't push it and didn't mm-hmm. like do it on do it herself especially I mean I, you'd be annoyed if like you went to your friend who's a police officer and after being after the I know men who would rape you <laughs> thing you'd want like a yeah. little bit of personal attention mm-hmm. after but that. But everyone wants a little personal attention from Ellie at this moment. I would kind of just cut her some slack because everyone's been doing that kind of guilt yeah. trip with her. Mm-hmm. That's not fair, you know? Yeah, she has a lot on her plate. Yeah, and mm-hmm. now her son's missing. It's yeah. like, back up. Yeah, well, that was before Tommy went. Yeah, but even now, thing. like, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so further down our suspect list, Reverend Paul, or Pastor Paul, whatever his name Priest is. Priest Paul. Paul. Um, I don't know what you call him. Um, either way, Paul, uh, he's like putting his hand uh, in the in the funeral scene. He gives a very moving speech, which is basically a finger wag at the entire town. <laughs> um, a lot of it directed at Carver because he didn't put uh, protection detail mm-hmm. on uh, on Jack. Jack. Uh, do you think that was justified? Do you think it's it's fair to blame Carver for not doing enough? No, not that. But he was it was fair of him to to shake his finger at everyone. And yeah, like, and he didn't. I mean, you. he wasn't. No one attacked. I mean, they did attack him, but he wasn't expecting him to take his own life. So yeah. it's not really on Carver. Mm-hmm. But I guess the, the pre what what Paul is thinking is if he had had more police show. At when they stormed his place and yelled, were yelling at him, then mm-hmm. they wouldn't have gone down there. It wouldn't have escalated to that point, and maybe it, it all would have settled down. I don't think so. I feel like he was once he was exposed, his whole life was exposed. He was just at that point. Yeah. No, there's not a lot that Carver could have done. But either way, Paul feels like it's his fault. He could have done more. He could have protected yeah. him, at least, from the people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Put yeah. some cops there. Um, well, if there had been a cop there, he might not... The spray paint incident might not have happened. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe... It doesn't. It doesn't reach that point. That's not what put him over the edge. It was that newspaper that basically was like child bride and... Well, that was again. That was the final straw. But if you'd taken off one of the other straws, maybe it wouldn't have been so so bad for him. Mm -hmm. If he hadn't had pedophile spray painted on his front porch, Mm -hmm. um, plus the article, because the article like alleviated him of guilt Mm -hmm. towards the crime. It like it showed his backstory and what he had dealt with, and like why he probably wasn't. You couldn't guilt. You couldn't say that he was guilty. Like mm-hmm. it, it was his reason for it. But after being called, after being pushed to the almost to the brink by the pedophile spray paint incident, one more thing. It was just that's what sent him. I also think because he was such a private man, and because he had done something, you know, with his wife that he considered to be out of love, but a lot of people shamed him for to have 
you know, that aspect of his life and the death of his son plastered on the newspapers. Um, even with the pedophile, even with the lack of support from the town, that's a hard pill to swallow. So yeah. even with with police protecting him, I don't know if he. I can't say that. I don't think he would still. It could have just mm-hmm. gotten worse. You know yeah. the articles. You yeah. know. Just, yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Sure that straw would have been taken, but then there would have been more and more and more. You know. Yeah. You can't really fate. Yeah. Know? Absolutely. Um. So the back to our priest. Mm-hmm. Um. In at the funeral or at the wake, rather. Um, first of all, he's getting pretty buddy buddy with uh, our innkeeper. Mm. Uh, eh, I mean, he's not Catholic, so I guess <laughs> you never know. Could happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get too heavy into shipping stuff, but you know, they're both alone. Mm-hmm. She's clearly not into Detective Carver anymore. Mm-hmm. Would you like to? Relax in my bed tonight. <laughs> um, but so, what did you guys think of the priest's hand being on Tommy's knee? Because Carver sees this from across the room, sees him put his hand on this young boy's knee, and immediately goes over to stop it. Mm-hmm. Is that not? Is that was that a miscalculation on Carver's part? Was it a miscalculation on the priest's part? I don't think it was a miscalculation. I mean, I feel like you should watch everything. So it was good for Carver. But I don't think... I mean, he's a creepy guy. I don't like him that much. Uh, I don't think he meant anything by it. Yeah. I think it was just like a con- like consoling him. Um, but, yeah. But in the wake of what we've just dealt with... Pedophile maybe be a little me. more he's, cautious about it. He's not the smartest priest you know he's all like he wants to have a memorial and stuff he doesn't really care about how the family feels so you could he doesn't think everything through yeah. you know so but could that little like touch you could the memorial him pushing for the memorial be a sign of guilt possibly i well i don't think carver went over there to really talk to tommy i think he went over there to cover the fact that he was about to pass out and you just so happened to have to sit down next to Tommy. And from there, I was like, well, let me ask him about I this. I agree. And with Father Paul or mm-hmm. Priest Paul, I just don't suspect him. He's off my list. He's creepy and he's uncomfortable. But I really don't think um, that's his agenda. Like, you know, murder would be or any type of that. And he's also still in love with Beth because they were probably high school sweethearts and she left him for Mark and blah, 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 blah. So it's, I, I think he touched Tommy on the knee because he was just trying to be supportive. And I think they're, they are kind of just messing with that, that stereotype of priests mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. dirty with little boys. What I thought so. was weird about the funeral was how defensive Joe was about um detective carver talking to tommy yeah. i thought that was weird too when um you know he's working with your wife yeah it's not gonna be like if his, if your wife's okay with it why are you a little bit well i guess he is questioning a minor without an adult present that's actually illegal he could just be talking to yeah him. it seemed yeah. more conversational yeah. i thought that was weird how defensive he got too because if it was my dad or my mom's coworker and they were just asking me and you know the situation that was going on i would just respond just yeah. normal conversation well what if it was a coworker that was particularly irksome 
that your that your significant other did not like. But it was it's just weird that he got so defensive because whatever information that Tommy has that could help find Danny's killer, the dad should be open to whether or not, you know, it's a minor parent should be present. I mean, he shouldn't, unless he's hiding something or he knows that Tommy's hiding something, why would he care? Mm-hmm. And they also, the last time Carver and Joe interacted, they had a nice moment. So it was a little weird to see him kind of snap at him. Yeah. But then he, maybe he's just being protective, you know, just being a dad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, you never know. Uh, all right, so I think that we can uh, say that the evidence is gathering against Reverend Paul. Let's also remember yeah. that he was an insomniac who was likely awake at that hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, he can't remember his whereabouts. Yes. Mm-hmm. He can't confirm that. He's still on my suspect list. Yeah, yeah he's pretty high on my suspect mm-hmm. list just because I don't know what his story is. Like, right. I don't... Mm-hmm. There's something missing about who he is and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I, until I get that information, I have to keep him very high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, can we... I don't know if anyone else... The Conroys? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, I kind of... That just, I don't know, sent off a, a red flag in my in my head when yeah. I heard that. And then how he make he made... um Was it Tommy uncomfortable? Or it was Danny? The t- Danny didn't... He made Danny uncomfortable. Oh. Con, the the uh, Conroy was Danny's teacher. Mm-hmm. But it was the only male teacher. That's why he said he was uncomfortable. Yeah. He had right. had all female teachers up until that point. Yeah. Um, and they said that they, I think that was what they blamed it on. Yeah. They were like, oh, it's because he's the first man he's had teaching him. That's got to be yeah. weird. Like, I guess if you went through like four or five years of school without ever having a male teacher, it might get weird. But Mark said it was, it was both. It mm-hmm. was like that he was the male teacher and that he also just creeped Danny out. And then I thought it was also really convenient that he was out of town, uh, for, a, with an ailing mother. I feel like that's just like, a common excuse people give when they're really like on vacation in Rio or something. And why so, wouldn't why wouldn't his wife just say that that oh his mom had a stroke? But when they yeah. told Ellie, it was just the wife just said oh she he just what was it he just left or something or so he just couldn't make it in. But she mm-hmm. didn't give a reason why. And most people would if something happened to a family member when yeah. you would call into work, you would just say what it is. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so maybe we haven't. Maybe we haven't seen what Conroy can do. Like, mm-hmm. I guess we hadn't even thought about that possibility that it could be a character that we have yet to be introduced to. Now, with mm-hmm. only three episodes left, I kind of don't want yeah, it to be something yeah. completely be so new. Annoying. It'd be like, oh, and this person you didn't even know about? <laughs> yeah. All your theories are wrong. Yeah, that would be yeah. annoying. That was the whole good thing about Broadchurch was that, oh my gosh, it's somebody you know. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. cool. It was like a guessing game. I would hate for it to be like, Curveball, these guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that they've set it up much the same yeah. way with this show because they're it's the suspect everyone hashtag yeah. and site and all that. I think maybe maybe like he's helping Tommy or something. Maybe yeah. We still don't know Tommy's story, and yeah. until we do, like everyone, I, I consider everyone a suspect to working mm-hmm. with Tommy for whatever end. Yeah, I still think it's multiple multiple people involved involved with the murder. Yeah. I yeah, I'd have to agree. What um in towards the beginning of the episode, they were saying that Danny's phone was set up to go call forwarding yes. to someone's phone. Did they ever say who's? It was his, his other phone. Mm-hmm. He had two phones? Danny had a flip phone, 
Like a what? dumb phone that his parents had given them, and then he had a smartphone that he had acquired who knows where. He was a drug dealer. Him and Tommy are drug dealers. <laughs> Wait, so his saying. parents never knew that he had a smartphone? Yeah. Yes. They established that last week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that his parents had no idea that he had a smartphone. Um, but Tommy was always, or yeah, but Tommy was always talking about, oh, Danny's got the best phone. I want a good yeah. phone like Danny's. Tommy uh-huh. and Danny are drug dealers, <laughs> and Vince is their boss. And, and Dean is the driver. And I, yeah. I will say that uh, the, our hiker, um, Pearson, at one point, uh, when they asked him about his drugs, he said, why? Do you need some? Do you want some? Like, he like vaguely offered his antipsychotic medication to them. I mean, he hasn't used them, so he's like, hey. Yeah. I think that was more of, because he's like, you look stressed and she looks traumatized. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of, I thought that's why he said that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe but I, my thought was like, is he used to like people asking for them? Mm-hmm. That okay. like, he could be getting people these drugs and he doesn't take them because he sells them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know what kind of market there is for antipsychotics, but... <laughs> You never know. I don't know what that kind of effects those drugs have. Um, But okay, so let's keep... I think the only other person that I have written down on my suspect list right now is Raymond, the psychic. Mm -hmm. Um, And just because he showed back up in this episode, so we have to talk about him. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he, again, despite being told, don't come to town, like, get out of town, or we're going to arrest you, Mm -hmm. he shows up, and he's just he has more uh, details from the beyond mm-hmm. about Tommy now. And he says he's bleeding. Mm-hmm. He's somewhere and he's bleeding. What are you guys thinking at this point? I don't really know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if I should, like, I, at first I believed him, but now with this, because does his powers work if he if the person's alive you know or is because i know he was speaking to danny who was dead so how does he know that tommy's bleeding if tommy's alive Mm -hmm. well i think that the the general like assumption with these kind of psychics Mm -hmm. and i remember this from crossing over with john edward uh if anybody remembers that show Mm -hmm. uh i was an intern on that show (laughs) (laughs) But it, he, um, you can tell the people that you're communicating with are dead, but they could have information for you about a living person. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, so it could be Danny being like, Tommy's hurt, help my buddy out, or Tommy's hurt, good riddance, because maybe Tommy killed him. I don't know. I don't know what to think of Raymond. I mean, he also could be a messenger. Maybe someone's telling him to go tell, you know, the town this. Mm. So, yeah. like a living person, telling yeah, him. yeah, Not, yeah, a living person telling. Like him. somebody's like, "Here's two hundred dollars. Go tell her yeah. this is what happened." Yeah, um, he could be throwing them off the scent. It's totally possible that a lot of these the evidence that we've gotten has been faked as well. Who knows? So like, Danny rides on a boat, gets cut, and then. But he's fine. He walks away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you burn that boat as a, hey, look, massive evidence that's going to divert you away from what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be. It, I mean, who has access to Danny's blood? Creepy uh, CSI man mm-hmm. from last week. Yeah. When he's not flirting with married ladies, yeah. he might be 
murdering children. I don't know. <laughs> that could be. It's a little bit of a leap, but you never know. You gotta suspect everyone, yes, not everyone. just the main character. As everyone. Fox keeps telling us, suspect everyone. everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so with with that, with suspect everyone, let's do a final roundup. Who are your guys' top suspects or top theories at this point? How many can I pick? Just three. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, or- okay, I'll put I'll put them in order. I think. Um, Pastor, priest, Reverend Paul is pretty high on my suspect list. Um, and then I think Vince, because he just obviously has to be there. Um, Tommy, and then Joe, Ellie's husband. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm with you with Joe. <laughs> because I, you have to be. I feel like it's a type of show that they're keep they're giving you these giant giant things like Vince is a bad guy, but it's they're sneakier than that. But mm-hmm. wasn't Joe everyone. out of town with Ellie? No, he was asleep in bed. I think. No, they were out of town. Oh, were they out of town? Like oh. Thinking of at the, thinking in the Mark, first episode. Yeah, yeah not Mark, but Ellie and Joe. Because I I had Ellie on my like wild theory suspect yeah. list at the beginning, mm-hmm. but then we realized that. They had been out of town at the top of this episode. Yeah. They'd just gotten back. But they probably got back that night, right? I don't know. I'm still going to say Joe because he's he, too, like, he got too mad about that. And I feel like, I don't know. It'd definitely be interesting to see how he could fit into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, Pastor's on my list, too. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. Okay. Like Adrian? I will say um, Vince and Susan Wright kind of share that that space, so they're my top. Um, and then the Conroys, and then that's that's pretty much all I think of right now. So okay, far. those are the only people I kind of really well, Tommy and yeah. Tommy. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I think I think Joe and father and son are working together. Whoa. Maybe. I think uh Danny goes out in the middle of the night, he's skateboarding down the road. I think past the pastor sees him um as he's going and ignores it, or maybe he scolds him. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I think he sees him and he has not said anything about that to this point because he feels like Beth will hate him for not sending him home. Mm. Um, so, and he feels super guilty about it, but he's like, I could, he feels like he could have stopped it, mm. but at this point, what's he going to, what's that going to help? They already know where he went, where he was. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think then Danny goes in, he's making some kind of drug deal at the house. <laughs> Who knows what he's doing up there? I think he calls our hiker for some kind of help. Maybe he need, maybe he's scared. Um, maybe he just needs somebody to talk to um, or maybe he needs some drugs I don't know and I think at that point our killer or killers involved I think Tommy is there involved in it mm-hmm. and maybe it's I don't know who they, who actually swings the, the the object yet but I think it's it could be either Vince or Dean um, or even our crazy psychic Raymond, who then blocks it out because he's lost it upstairs. Yeah. Uh, and then Danny falls down on they, they, they he's dead. They get him in the boat, take him down to the beach. Susan sees the body, finds it, takes the skateboard away, 
and is smoking a bunch of cigarettes, <laughs> debating what to do. Why would you take them. the skateboard? She likes the color of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe I think I said uh, maybe she'll take it like earlier on. Like she catches it, like stop skateboarding. You're making all kinds of noise. I'm taking it away from you. <laughs> you dumb bitch. Like <laughs> that was my impression of Danny's <laughs> reaction to having his skateboard stolen. All right. Well, that's my wild theory. Do you guys remember now. last week when the boat was stolen? Oh yeah, when Owen went to go look for it. Uh, Joe. Yeah, mm-hmm. Joe is a family member too, and she did. I'm just thinking. I'm just like uh, still thinking. Interesting. About. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I hadn't even like. I'm still processing that thought because yeah. I hadn't even thought about Joe as a possibility. Could be. On a side note, Renee Clemens is gone. Yes, yes. <laughs> Adrian's happy about that. They kicked her out. Like, goodbye, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> Owen kicked her to the curb. Yeah. She could be a suspect, but I just don't want her to be. Like, I mean, you oh. could implicate her. Yeah. Not you could not legally implicate her, but you could implicate her in Jack's death mm-hmm. as yeah. somebody mm-hmm. who's absolutely guilty of driving that train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I would give her some manslaughter charges, <laughs> but that would never go to court. Yes. Um. So guys, that's gonna do it for us here at AfterBuzz TV. Yeah. Wrap, uh, wrapping up Grace Point episode 7 episode, title episode 7 uh, Anastasia where can the people keep up with you you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stay Classy Anna, and that's with two N's you all can find me on Instagram and Twitter Twitter <laughs> at Miss Adrian Snow A-D-R-I-A-N-S-N-O-W and I'm Kelly McInerney you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Holly Weirdo and you guys can catch me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson. And also here at AfterBuzz, i got a whole bunch of shows. Grim, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Sleepy Hollow. Tomorrow on Grim, we're going to do an amazing... I'm so excited. We're going to be interviewing Bree Turner here at AfterBuzz. So tune in for that. Guys, thanks for geeking out with us. I'm Zach Wilson. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.